Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. Today I, I, I want to give you a, a quick, quick message about the five level languages of God and the gifts that He gives us. So, Last week and the previous weeks, we covered the other four. I believe that this week, um, gifts is really the the love language that captures the Father's heart the most. And I'm going to be looking at a few short verses out of Matthew chapter 2, 9 through 18. And um, I, I really want to share a joke with you guys. And since there's no one here in this room to boo me, um, I, I might just do that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I'm not. I'm going to save you because your family's with you and you're watching. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to. Probably because I just don't have any good jokes to share. They're all dad jokes. And I, I know that all the dads are like, oh, man. And all the moms are like, oh, thank goodness. No, but in Matthew chapter 2, 9 through 18, um, guys, you, you don't have any of, any of this on there. So I'm just going to read it. And so after this interview, the wise men went their way. So what happened was the wise men showed up in Jerusalem looking for this king, this king that was to be born, and they were really wondering. They were like, where is this king? They went, to, they went to the current king, King Herod, and King Herod is a very insecure man. He felt threatened, and so, but he told this lie to the wise men. He went and, had, he went and talked to the teachers of the law, and they said, hey, where is the king of the Jews supposed to be born? And they were like, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. So King Herod told the wise men that the, the king of the Jews is supposed to be born in the Bethlehem. And he said, hey, when you get done worshiping him, I want you to come back and tell me where he was. But we know that King Herod wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill Jesus before his ministry ever launched. And, and so we're going to pick up in verse 9. It says, after this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had just seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child and his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So, I don't want to wreck the nativities you still have up in your home. But biblically, the wise men were not at the stable. We've seen so many plays growing up. We've seen all these things that have the wise men right there with the shepherds. No, during during the stable that we just celebrated yesterday, it was just shepherds and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and all the animals. But the wise men... We're not there. And there wasn't just three wise men. I want you to understand this. 
there, there wasn't just three. When, when Magi traveled, they, it, when, when they, they would travel in caravans, and I'm not talking about Dodge caravans. They would travel in large caravans of hundreds of people for safety and security because they were usually transporting goods like gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they would be um, in large caravans for safety and security as they would tra traverse countries. And they were traveling for about two years when they first saw the stars. So Jesus, Jesus was literally, Jesus was literally a young child, probably two years old. And we so often have in our minds that they gave these little tiny treasure chests of gold, frankincense and myrrh, one each. No, no, that, that's really not what the what the scripture actually lends itself to. It says they open chest of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, and if you ever look at chest, I want you to think more pirate chest than something that you would put a wedding ring in. Because we, uh, we always have like the wise men holding these tiny little things, the chest, and that, that's, not how, that's not how it lends itself here. So, so we're going to pick up right here. It says, when, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Josh, uh, Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until you, until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under. Based on the wise men's report the star of the star's first appearance, Herod's brittle action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. That's so awful, that, that idea. But in the midst of this, we see this beautiful story of God's gift. He gives a gift, not just to us. Obviously, the ultimate gift to us was sending his son to earth to, to save us from our sin. But, but here, this gift, uh, I, I, want, I want to hit on a different angle because I, I strategically wanted to put gifts as last in this series because the gifts to Christ... The gold, frankincense, and myrrh came long after the nativity. And I, I want to answer a question today. Why does God give gifts? And I'm, I'm not, I don't really, I do have kind of points, but not really. I, I, I want to, I just want us to chew on it together. But 
the wise men, they, 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 were, they, were looking, they were looking to give gifts to God. They were searching for God to give gifts to God, but God was looking for ways to give gifts to his people through them. And in this season and in 2022, we don't have to wait for the season of giving Christmas time to be a wise man. Well, what made the wise men so wise? I think it's because they searched for God and God spoke to them how they would understand to accomplish what God wanted to accomplish. And they, they were obedient. They gave generously and, and we could do that year round. But that doesn't answer the question that we're going to answer today. Why does God give gifts? He's the ultimate gift giver. He is love, and in this series we talked about the love languages of God, physical touch, quality time, um, acts of service, words of affirmation. But this one, this one really costs you. All love costs you. But this one, like gifts, unless you're like me. Unless you're like me, uh, like giving gifts does cost me, but I'm, I actually recycled one of my wife's gifts from our anniversary. I put it in her stocking yesterday. Uh, don't judge me. I got her uh, like a, a, a deep tissue ma- massage at a spa downtown for our anniversary, and she hasn't used it. Our anniversary was in April. And so I want her to use it because she deserves it. I want, I want her to be pampered, and so I stuck it in her stocking. So don't judge me. Um, so that, that didn't cost me initially, but it didn't, cost me, it didn't cost me to recycle it. I re-gifted her gift again to her. Um, hopefully she gets the hint. Go to the spa. Get the massage. But why does God give gifts? Number one. He is our Father. He is our Father who loves us dearly. He's our Father that loves us dearly. I want to read Matthew chapter 7 real quick. I want to see what Jesus has to say about this. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. This is what Jesus says. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Then he says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask him. You know, we teach our children. uh, Actually, if you have children in the room, I'm sorry. This is the day after Christmas. But we, we actually taught our children right out the gate that Santa's not real. But we encourage children in this time... To go sit on an old man's lap and ask for stuff. 
ask Santa what you want. But we somehow think we're inconveniencing the God of all glory, our Heavenly Father who loves us dearly. And so we have this attitude of like, wow, God if, or God maybe if you can. We treat God like we're inconveniencing him with our prayer life. I believe the number one reason we might get a no from God is because what we ask for is inferior inferior to what he wants to give us. Sometimes God tells us no when we ask. But the reason why is because he sees a grand scope of things. And the only reason he says no is because I, I think there's, The number one reason is what we ask for is inferior to what he wants to give. I think another reason is we ask for things that contradict his word and his will for our life. And God's not going to do that because he loves us. So, but I I think so often though, we we ask and we we act like we're inconveniencing God. and, and, And honestly, I almost feel like we act like, God, maybe if you can, we, 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 we pray timid prayers. And Paul teaches in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, Our God, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above anything we ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above. And, and if, if God is consistently giving you a no in your prayer life, and you keep asking, you're like, well, God says anyone who asks receives, but, but we're, I'm not receiving. Let me, let, me, let me tell you, what God has for you is greater than what you're asking for. You're asking for something inferior than what God wants to do. That's hard because God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly and above what we ask, think, or imagine. God's a green light dad. He loves you so much that he wants to give you good gifts. And and so in this season, instead of being timid in your prayer life, instead of, instead of, shrinking back and and acting like you're inconveniencing God. I I challenge you now and in 2022, in your prayer life, swing for the fences. Swing for a home run. Ask God big ask. Give him big questions. Ask him to show up in big ways in your life. Man, those those prayers that you almost feel like they're they're impossible like but but God does impossible before you wake every day. He does impossible things. That's the thing that Mary said to God. I've never been with the man. How is this possible? And the angel says, Gabriel says to Mary, with God all things are possible. He loves it when we swing for the fences. So I challenge you, because we have a God that loves to give good gifts. He, he says, Jesus says right there in verse 11, how much more does your heavenly Father, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? Just ask. Ask. Swing for the fences. Don't don't pray 
inferior prayers to what God wants to do. God wants to do good things. Not, he didn't just say gifts, but he said good gifts. Because God loves you. Why does God give gifts? Why does God express his love for us in gift giving? Because he's our father. And he dearly loves us. And, and the second thought I want to I hit you with. Why does God give gifts? It's because he provides for our future. He provides for our future. God of all glory knows our future and he will personally see to it that it is taken care of. I want you to look at this. Look at the narrative in Matthew chapter 2. Go back and read it. But the, the, the magi, the wise men, I think there wasn't three. I think there were hundreds of them. I think they showed up with a lot. I don't think there was just these tiny chests that, a, that could barely fit a wedding ring in it. I think it was like big chest that they were giving to Jesus. Why? Because as soon as the Magi left, the angel appeared to Joseph and said, you got to get your family and get to Egypt because Herod's trying to kill Jesus. And what, what, what was gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Because that's such an odd thing to give. Well, gold is still highly valuable, Myrrh is still highly valuable, and frankincense is still highly valuable. But back then, it was even more valuable. It was very valuable, and God provided for what he asked of them. God of all glory knows what your future holds, and he gave good gifts to provide for what he was about to ask. He didn't just say, get up and move, and you're, it's on your dime. No, he said, get up and move, and I will supply him. Not just enough. I want you to get, this is highly valuable things. God provided more than enough to sustain them while they were in another country. God is a God of more than enough. He always provides more than enough. And so in, in this, in this, God provides for our future. I believe this love language speaks to the Father's heart more than any other. Because as a father, I want what's best for my children. And I want to provide for my children. I want to make sure their future is taken care of. And if I, an earthly, sinful father, want that for my kids, how much more does our heavenly father want? And, and I, I need you to hear this. If you're in limbo about what to do in your life, in your family, in your calling, etc., God is a loving father that will provide for what he has asked of you to do. If he's asked you to do it, he will provide for you to do it. God asked Joseph to leave his home three times. First, from Galilee to Bethlehem. Then from Bethlehem to Egypt. Like that, I mean, like that's a, big, that's a big ask. He has a young son that, he, that he's raising. 
He's moving to another nation that doesn't speak the language, that doesn't have his culture, that he might arguably have some reservations about because of the history that, that, that he knows that his people used to be enslaved in that country. And yet God tells him to go there, and he goes. God, that, that's a big ask, but God provided for the ask. And then on top of that, then he provided a way for Joseph to move his family back to Galilee. If God is asking of you to do something, God will provide every time he lavished gifts on Joseph and Mary to make sure they were taken care of because he always provides for the fu- our future. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 that God provides for all of our needs according to his glorious riches because he's a loving father. He loves to give gifts. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this love language, this gifts? I, 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 think, I think honestly the first thing we do when God provides, when he gives gifts, our first response is just to receive them. I, I, I don't think that a false humility is appropriate ever, but oh no, God, I can't do that. I, oh no, no, I, I shouldn't. You know, like, just God is blessing you and, and, and get this, get this, get this. I, I, I want you to see this. God provided and blessed them from sources they would have never called. These magi, these wise men, they, they were from the east. They're probably from Persia or further east, maybe the Orient. They were not from Jerusalem. They had no knowledge of the prophecies or the law. And yet God had them come from countries away, nations away to show up to provide for an ask. Move your family to Egypt. And the, and the nation that had all the prophets, that had all the law, that had all the writings that were inspired of the Holy Spirit, that had the teach the law. In fact, they knew that the, that, that the Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem because Herod even asked, where's the Messiah going to be born? And they said, Bethlehem. They knew, but they didn't see. The, the very nation, the very people that should have been lavishing gifts, weren't the ones that lavished gifts. In fact, they were the ones that crucified Christ. But God brought a source that we would have never called, that didn't even worship God, but he communicated to them in a way that they would understand to provide. And, and I want, like God, I think God is about to provide for several families in our, in our church and, 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 and people who are hearing this that aren't a part of our church in ways that you wouldn't understand or, or comprehend. But you need to know just because they might not be part of the church or they might not be saved doesn't mean it's not God. Need your permission, and God doesn't need your expectations to accomplish His will. God doesn't work within our expectations, He exceeds our expectations. That's how God works. God doesn't run His will past our expectations either to give us good gifts. 
but his good gifts always exceed our expectations because he loves us. He loves us so dearly. So what do we do in response? We receive. Just say, and we, and, and we have an attitude of gratitude. Just thank him and worship him. Thank you, Jesus, that you give good gifts. Thank you, Father, that you give good gifts. And then we get ready. And we get willing. I think worship actually makes our heart ready and willing, personally, for when God does give an ask. If you've been the recipient recently of a blessing that you know is from God, and all good and perfect gifts come down from the Father of lights, James tells us, and but get ready. What an honor that God would say, hey, I want you to do this. He would choose us to ask of us to do something for his kingdom. Get ready. Get ready for the ask. And when he does ask, here he provided ahead of time. But if God is asking you, he's either going to provide ahead of time or he's going to provide immediately following the step of faith. But you could I can, I can promise you this, gifts are going to follow the ask or precede the ask of God. The, he asked Mary and Joseph to go to Egypt and he provided for them to go. And I believe that there are people right now that are listening to me saying, that's me. I've been nervous but I know that's me. God's asked me to do something. Just have an attitude of gratitude, receive and go. And the father of good gifts is gonna provide all that you need to accomplish what he's asked of you. Why? Because he's a good father that wants to lavish on you good gifts and he's a father that wants to provide for what he asks of you. He wants to provide for your future. So I'm just going to pray with you today. And I, and I believe that God ministered to you. And I believe that this is a word that's going to confirm in people's mind that have been wondering, what am I supposed to do? Just receive and be like Joseph. Father, I pray right now for your church. Lord, I thank you that you love us enough. That you give good gifts. For anyone who asks, I pray for boldness to overtake your church, to not be timid in our faith and in our prayer life, but to ask to swing for the fences and let our faith run wild in 2022 and and to to go to seek to knock oh god to ask oh lord 
Let that boldness overtake our prayer life. Let that boldness, Lord, I pray that answered prayers will just start flowing in. I pray that clarity of, of, of purpose and calling will just be opened. And, and Lord, I pray that where, where there's confusion, I just bring, I, I speak clarity. And where, where there's doubt, I speak faith in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you're a God of good gifts. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hey guys, have a good day.